Guideline First Look Guideline for Care of the Patient Receiving Moderate Sedation-Analgesia by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for Care of the Patient Receiving Moderate Sedation-Analgesia, provides guidance on determining the scope of nursing practice related to administration of moderate sedation-analgesia, patient selection criteria and evaluation before sedation, for example, airway, intraoperative monitoring, staffing, medication administration, and discharge criteria. Quote, The primary goal of moderate sedation is to reduce the patient's anxiety and discomfort so that they can tolerate the procedure that they need, end quote, said Amber Wood, Senior Perioperative Practice Specialist and Lead Author of the Guideline. This guideline was last updated in 2015 and will be available in the AORN eGuidelines Plus in July 2021. Scope of Nursing Practice New recommendations were added in this section regarding having an anesthesia professional, for example, anesthesiologist, certified registered nurse anesthetist, or other qualified licensed independent practitioner, for example, surgeon, supervising perioperative nurses who are administering moderate sedation analgesia. These include that the practitioner should be physically present and immediately available to diagnose, treat, and manage complications while the patient is sedated, and that if the practitioner is not an anesthesia professional, he or she should be qualified to administer moderate sedation, including being appropriately educated, trained, and licensed. There are patient safety concerns related to administering sedation in non-OR anesthesia locations, for example, interventional cardiology, office-based surgery. Because procedures continue to expand, and patient acuity is increasing, requiring more monitoring and deeper sedation. As such, this setting should have the same standard of care as the OR for patients receiving moderate sedation-slash-analgesia. This includes monitoring and equipment. Quote, Studies indicate that non-OR settings have more challenges related to the equipment, number of qualified personnel, and space needed, to respond to emergencies that could occur during moderate sedation, end quote, Wood said. Quote, it is really important for these settings to have the same practices as ORs, including being adequately prepared for emergencies, because response to complications can be much more difficult than if you were in an OR with a full team of people, all the necessary equipment and supplies, and adequate space to provide advanced airway management, for example. End quote. Patient Assessment New evidence was added in this update on the effect of cannabis and opioid use on moderate sedation, which includes that chronic use of these substances may increase sedative dose requirements and lead to negative patient outcomes, for example, respiratory, cardiac. The patient assessment, which should be performed before administering moderate sedation analgesia, should include an evaluation for cannabis and chronic opioid use, in addition to such factors as allergies and sensitivities, age, height and weight, medical history, current medications, tobacco and alcohol use, laboratory testing results, 
cardiac, respiratory, and neurologic status, airway, physical limitations or sensory impairment, pain and anxiety, NPO status, previous adverse effects of anesthesia, informed consent, and arrangements for escort home. Quote, This assessment helps ensure that you provide the best possible care, especially sedative dosing and monitoring, end quote, Wood said. Quote, it also lets you know up front if you might need additional interventions during the procedure, end quote. Patients also should be evaluated for their risk of obstructive sleep apnea to allow for an opportunity to implement interventions to decrease the risk of an adverse event. Patients with obstructive sleep apnea may need to receive non-opioid options or have their opioids carefully titrated, and the care team will need to be prepared to administer non-invasive positive pressure ventilation. New recommendations were added in this section regarding additional assessment items for older adult and pediatric patients. Older patients should be evaluated for frailty, functional status, and cognitive impairment. For example, delirium. For pediatric patients, an interdisciplinary team that includes the Director of Anesthesia Services should determine any additional criteria to be assessed, which may include a history of premature birth, congenital anomalies, autism spectrum, behavioral issues, adverse childhood experiences, and developmental or physical delays. Patient preference for moderate sedation slash analgesia should be taken into account, and personnel should collaborate with both the patient and the supervising licensed independent practitioner when developing and implementing the sedation plan. To help patients feel better informed and have less anxiety, depression, and decisional conflict regarding moderate sedation slash analgesia, a communication tool may be used to aid communication between the patient and the administering nurse. Quote, this type of tool can ensure that patients acquire and understand all the information regarding the plan for moderate sedation slash analgesia, such as the benefits and risks and the choices regarding sedation that they can make. End quote, Wood said. Quote, it will provide an opportunity for them to ask questions, or if they do not know what to ask, the tool might help facilitate that. End quote. Patient monitoring. In this update, the term continual replaced the term continuous when discussing patient monitoring. Patients should be continually monitored and observed during the procedure, which can help identify complications early. Quote, continual is defined as repeated regularly and frequently in steady rapid succession. End quote, Wood said. Quote, this is different from continuous, which the American Society of Anesthesiologists defines as prolonged without any interruptions at any time. End quote. Perioperative nurses administering moderate sedation slash analgesia may perform short interruptible tasks to assist the perioperative team, assuming these tasks do not compromise continual monitoring while remaining in the OR. Because propofol has a narrow therapeutic window and there is a potential for respiratory and cardiopulmonary complications requiring early identification and treatment, perioperative nurses administering propofol for moderate sedation slash analgesia 
should be fully dedicated to patient monitoring and should not perform any other tasks to assist the perioperative team. Conclusion This guideline provides updated recommendations related to the scope of nursing practice and assessment and monitoring of patients receiving moderate sedation analgesia. Key guidance in this update includes ensuring that non-OR anesthesia locations have the same standard of care as ORs, collaborating with patients on their sedation plan, and continually monitoring patients to help identify possible complications early. Wood concluded that AORN's hope is that this updated guideline will help support safe surgery and promote optimal patient outcomes.